one. Well, I'm just three, two, one. Actually, let's do this. This. Welcome into Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. Hey, I missed that up. <laughs> uh, thank you guys. Thank you so much for watching. This is Between the Pylons. I totally messed up that intro. We're going to keep it going here. Guys, we have an absolutely awesome show for you today. We are going to be talking about the insane news that has come out over the past week regarding Deshaun Watson and the Texans. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles firing their head coach, Peterson, just three years after winning the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. We are going to touch on the college football playoffs that, that happened last night. We are recording this on Tuesday. It will come out either Wednesday night or Thursday afternoon. And then we're going to finish the show off, talk about the remaining playoff games, eight teams left, divisional round, two on Sunday, two on Saturday. We're going to break those down pretty quickly. We're not going to go super in-depth because we got a lot to talk about. Uh, but let's let's get started here with Deshaun Watson and the Texans, right? And what yeah. I wanted to do with this, because there's so much going on, and you and I have talked about this pretty significantly. It's one of those things, when news hits on a Wednesday for us, it's always the worst because we record on a Tuesday. And we just missed it. And yeah. we just missed it. And and it's one of those weird things where sometimes news will hit, and it'll affect the podcast that we haven't even put out yet that we recorded a day before. Unfortunately, it kind of happened this week, although not too bad. We had a conversation about last week about how desirable the Texans' job is. Got to say, as a head coach, not super desirable right now. No, right <laughs> no, Especially no. considering you don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. So instead of you know just breaking down our raw reactions, I wanted to go back and get put out a timeline. So here it is. We're going to go through. Let's start April 17th, two, uh, 2020. That's the DeAndre Hopkins trade. DeAndre Hopkins is essentially traded for a second-round pick. I mean, you can add the bells and whistles to that trade, but essentially traded to the Cardinals for a seventh-round pick. DeAndre Hopkins was reportedly very upset about that, found out while he was training with his quarterback coach on social media, had got no prior warning or anything like that. There was actually a, a tweet that went out from the QB coach of his reaction on Twitter, reading it as it was happening. It was deleted very quickly afterwards, but that's you can go find that if you go looking for it. Fast forward to September 5th, 2020. DeAndre Hopkins signs a four-year extension. He had two years left on his rookie deal, signs the four-year extension worth $160 million, becomes the second highest-paid quarterback behind uh, my boy uh, Mahomes over here. Yeah. Great deal. Honestly, got what he's worth, right? I oh, think we course. would both agree with that. Uh, October 5th, we're going to fast forward again. October 5th, this is right after they lost their fourth consecutive game of the season. Lost to the Vikings by eight points. Billy O'Brien is fired on October 5th, and I think that did have a lot to do with Watson and the rest of the team just really getting tired of their head coach. Uh, fast forward again, and this is an interesting one, and I think this is something that not a lot of people are really talking about, but December 14th, 2020, is when a PFT report came out that Watson would be consulted with the next head coach in 
next GM. And I'm going to read to you, because I was looking at this quote a little bit earlier, I'm going to read to you the quote from Deshaun Watson and another quote from the article that basically I think is the precedence for why Watson ha has so mm -hmm. much of a right to be upset. So right here it says, I mean, they just put a lot of trust in me and what things he wants and what I want and just as a whole, as an organization, where we want to go forward from here, Watson said uh, to the Houston Chronicle. We've got to make decisions and go from here. But yeah, that was pretty much it. A lot of respect between me and Mr. McNair. Okay, so that's what that's what Watson said about this conversation. Uh, a quote from the article: McNair has made it clear to his quarterback that Watson's opinions matter when it comes to hiring the next head coach and hiring the the next GM. And I want to pause there just for a second because I do think that's that is a precedent to be upset because in my personal opinion, a player does not have the right to decide who the next head coach is. A player does not have the right to decide who the next GM is. But if you tell him yeah. he's going to be a part of the conversation, that's what I was about to say. And yeah. don't make him part of the conversation. You have a right to be upset. If I tell you, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to write an outline for this show. You, I want you to look at it and, and let me know what you like and don't like. And I never send you that outline. I never let you decide what's on the show. Do you have a right to be upset? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Expand that by about a thousand in an NFL team. Yeah. I, I think that is an absolute fair reason. I, I am a, not a proponent of the players deciding their their next head coach. Not at all. That's not what this article said. That's not what was ever said. But he, it was made clear that he would at least have a voice in the that his voice would be considered. Not that he was making a decision. I, I think that's smart because if you know that you just paid your generational franchise quarterback, this is the guy that you were sticking with for the long term. He needs to, like you said, not choose it, not pull yeah. the LeBron James basketball and make all the moves. Yeah. But he does need to be in the room yeah. and have his input felt. And, yeah, it's a slap in the face. Yeah. So so that happens December 14th. Let's fast forward to January 7th of 2021. That's when the Texans hire Nick Casario. Now, this is a candidate that they tried to hire a couple years ago out of uh, out of the Patriots organization. That didn't happen for legal reasons, and that's a whole other thing that we're not going to get into today. But that same day, reports start surfacing that Watson found out on social media again, remember, and on uh, April 7th. He found out on social media about his biggest and best weapon being traded. Yeah. And then he finds out again on social media that a GM has been hired and the, the names that he gave, and this is all according to Adam Scheffner, the names that he gave the organization that he would like to at least be consulted or considered for the job were not consulted, were not considered. They were not even a part of the conversation. And actually, Cal McNair and, and uh, Bob McNair, the owner and CEO of the Texans, they made this decision despite what the what the search committee or whatever uh, yeah. suggestions gave. That's a whole other thing. Another report comes out the same day that uh, Ian Rappaport says that Watson was extremely unhappy. So, you know, multiple reports coming out that he's upset uh, that Eric Bieniemy was the top choice for Watson and the team and you gotta remember Watson has always stated throughout this entire thing that he speaks for himself and also the team he feels like he's the leader of the team and he speaks for the team mm -hmm. so that's constantly brought up throughout this whole process uh, Eric Bieniemy had not been granted an interview until today as of recording this yeah, on, on January 12th they gave him an interview uh, uh, almost a week after this whole thing and the fact that Eric Bieniemy isn't at the top of your inter interview is list is insulting, wrong, yeah, it's, disrespectful. It's best, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely agree. All right, so fast forward two more days, uh, January tenth, twenty twenty one. Chris uh, Chris Mortensen reports that he that. Uh, 
that Deshaun Watson would waive his no trade clause in his contract to be dealt to the Dolphins in exchange for Tua and obviously some some other picks. Happy. Yeah, look, we yeah. had a conversation when that when that report came out. I was very happy as a Dolphins fan. No, we're in Chiefs gear right now, but that's because the Chiefs and Browns play this week. Uh, but as a Dolphins fan, yeah, I was I was ecstatic. I was very excited about that. We're gonna get to, into that ex- in a second, but it's just another thing. Before then, for like three days between the seventh and tenth. Everyone was kind of like, man, is he going to get traded? Everyone's like, oh, shit, could this actually happen? Like, these rumors started to appear. It started to become clear, like, serious, serious issues. And this is just almost a year now of of the of the locker room of not the locker room. Uh, it's almost a year now of the organization disrespecting Deshaun Watson in Deshaun Watson's eyes. All right, and, and I'll in my personal opinion, yeah, disrespecting Deshaun Watson. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, let's get your thoughts, and then I want to add one more thing to this timeline at the very end. But but just your thoughts on on what's going on right now, man. I mean, there's been a lot of times that I feel like the Texans organization as a whole has pissed off its players. Let's go back, I think, maybe a year, two years ago, to where they had a Halloween party and the owner showed up uh, dressed as a, uh, uh, what's it called, a prison owner. Uh, the uh, A ward? Uh, a yeah, prison? dressed up as a warden. Okay. And it pissed <laughs> off, it really pissed off Jadavion Clowney. Uh, yeah. I remember that report coming in particular that Jadavion felt like, Oh, you're showing up acting so, like we're so you know, we're your prisoners. That that and I know I know you didn't read this because I specifically yeah. left this left this out of the the rundown for, uh, because I wanted to kind of surprise you and get your your raw reaction to this. But that feeds into exactly what my next point is. Another thing that Chris Mortensen said on the tenth was that he is also upset about the insensitivity to social justice issues. Yeah. And that brings me back to another date, October 27th, 2017, the owner of the Texans, Bob McNair, his quote that became very popular, we can't have the inmates running the prison. Yeah, and that adds up to him showing up and dressing up as a warden yeah, to Halloween Yeah, you party. mentioned the insensitivities. I'm mentioning the quote that just went viral, and he he did end up apologizing, and he claimed that it, it he was talking about other things or whatever. So there's another side to that story. But there is certainly a narrative that, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to accuse anybody of anything. I, I don't think it's fair for somebody who's never met the dude or anything like that to make serious accusations. But there is certainly a narrative that can be spun that that there's some serious racial issues with the yeah. ownership. Listen, is that fair a, to it's say? It's a shitty analogy. It is. That's even if you're on Bob McNair's side. It's like, yeah. man, if if you're trying to make a comparison, like I see, I see what he is saying, not dissecting mm-hmm. that analogy alone. But, you know, you're, you're saying that you are the owner. You can't have every single player's voice be 100% because it just doesn't work like that. There's no way. That's impossible. Yeah. Say it like that, man. Don't say we can't have the inmates running the prison as in these guys are jailed and stuck under your yeah. leadership. Add, add to that's the fact to that team. up until today, up until serious backlash, and in my opinion, really only interviewing him to to appease their starting quarterback, their star quarterback, they weren't willing to to even interview the what I would argue is the most highly qualified guy for the next head coaching position, who just happens to be African American. Uh, it, it's it's alarming to me in, in a lot of different ways. I I want to leave it there because I, I don't want to get into a situation where I'm speculating on. on serious serious issues that are outside my my uh, right to speculate so I'll, I'll leave it there but needless to say a ton of issues I do believe there is more than just what's being reported I do believe there's some serious concerns in that locker room whether they're founded or not I think they're there and I think they're very real 
I'll go as far to say that if they don't get the enemy, I think Watson's gone. Yeah, I think that's a and, fair point. And here's the other thing. I don't think they're getting the enemy. Yeah. Because I don't think that if you have your initial head coach search, the enemy's not on that list. Like you said, the yes. jersey you're wearing, the most prolific electric offense we have seen since probably the show on turf in the 2000s. I mean, mm-hmm. this is something electric, and Bienemy is well-known by all the players on building a culture in a locker room. Yeah, That's who your star franchise quarterback wants to at least receive due process interview, yeah. and you don't give it? Man, now you're just doing it to the point just to shut wants it up. That's yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. You waited too long. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is... Well, it's too little, too late. Too little, too late. And also, it's COVID. It, it's a fucking Zoom call. It's a, it's a Zoom conversation Seriously. for a couple of hours. You couldn't you couldn't spend a couple hours interviewing the top candidate, according to everybody, the top candidate who was the top candidate last year and got passed over, and who's the top candidate this year. Just absolutely That's ridiculous. The weird thing to me. is is how highly sought after how the enemy how, is and how easy and they're it just would like. Be. Nah, yeah, we're uh, good. Ridiculous to me. That's one thing. Now, now let's get into trade talk. All right, and, and I, I want to start here because I think it's fair to say I know how we feel about this. Yes, there is no asking price that is enough to trade Deshaun Watson. In my personal opinion, I'll speak for me. I think he's a borderline top three quarterback in the NFL. Statistically, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And I, I think at the very least, even if you don't agree with top three, he's top five. Like at the at the bottom, you know, the bottom end of your your yeah, he's top five quarterback in the NFL, period. You don't trade a franchise quarterback. I don't care what the contract, I don't care about anything like that. If if Deshaun Watson gets traded, it's because Deshaun Watson forced his way out of Houston. That could happen. That could seriously happen. And when these reports first came out, I thought there was no fucking way. And now I, I, I still think it's only like a 10, 15% chance, but it could certainly happen. All right. So so I want to set that there. Okay. So so let's set aside. Okay, we don't think it's going to happen. Do you think it's going to happen? Let's start well, there. I mean, I went as far to say that if they don't get the enemy, I think that Watson is going to be upset so enough. You, you think it's you think there's I, a real I good think, chance. I think Watson's own personal interests are leading him away from the Texans. Yeah. He may have his agent step up and try to steer him. Well, the, you know, the agent. Watson uh, itself, is, I feel like, wants out, man. This uh, you, you mentioned the agent. This is another thing that I found in, in, in my research, and I didn't put it in there because I was kind of going on a timeline thing. But the agent is the same agent who, who – uh, who uh, uh, represented? I'm sorry, I lost the word. Represented uh, Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, who sat out and moved on. The agent is not averse, at, the, at least from yeah. history, is not averse from saying, "Hey, we're willing to, we're willing to well, hold out, we're willing to do things." You know, lead into is that we have seen star player, young star players, Jalen yeah. Ramsey, Khalil Mack, one of them, like kind of, guys, kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jadavion wanted out because of the uh, issues going yeah. on inside the organization. Mika Fitzpatrick. Stars, I mean, yeah. Force themselves out of situations when they want to, but we haven't seen a star a quarterback, prime quarterback that though. got that already got paid. I mean, it's, it's pretty insane, right? Um, so it would be groundbreaking. It would it, it really would be would. groundbreaking. In my opinion, it would be the the craziest trade to ever happen in NFL history. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I do believe that. All right, so let's talk about the control that Deshaun Watson has. There is a no trade clause in his contract. All right, this no trade clause pretty much gives him final say. If the if the Texans just theoretically tried to trade Watson to the Jets and Watson yeah, didn't say no, Watson just say no. Period. It's the end of the conversation. He can say no, and he can still fucking hold out. So it's he has a lot of power right now. Um, and now, when you talk about assets, when you talk about teams, and I know I'm a Dolphins fan, I know where we're about to go with this. When you talk about teams that have assets, there are three teams in the NFL with multiple first-round picks. They just happen to be drafting first, second, and third. All right, Jaguars are probably out because they're going to take Lawrence, right? Realistically, they're going to take Lawrence. Uh, the Jets and the Dolphins are the only teams that have a quarterback that you can conceivably trade to 
Like you could conceivably trade uh, trade Bradford, not Bradford. Sam, oh, Darnold. Sam Darnold. I don't know why I would say Bradford for Sam Darnold. Yeah, where you could conceivably trade Sam Darnold and some picks and maybe get Watson in return, and you can conceivably trade Tua and some picks. The Jets do not look like a, a very likely landing spot because why would Watson want to go from the <laughs> go from the Texans to the Jets? That makes worst no sense. Worst to worst. The yeah. Dolphins of those three teams that have multiple first round picks and a quarterback that could conceivably <laughs> trade it were a 10-win team last year. They only have the third pick because they have the Texans' original third pick in the draft. So they'd be trading back the the pick that was originally the Texans. That's just the icing on the cake. The Dolphins have the third, 18th, 35th pick. They have Tua, who was a top-five quarterback last year, who, yeah, he struggled this year at at points, but he also showed some things that you you think you could build build upon. There are reports from, uh, from Matt Miller specifically that I know I've seen, I'm sure other people have corroborated this, that the 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 new, uh, the new uh, GM for the Texans, Nick Casario, was very, very high, very, very high on Tua coming out last year. He was that was his favorite quarterback coming out. He was obviously not in a position to draft him, being with the Patriots. But if he had to, the the theory is that if he had to get rid of Watson, getting Tua would be the next best thing in in his eyes. Look, I, I I think it's fair to say there is no other team that has the assets to trade for Watson other than the Dolphins, realistically. Yeah. There's no other team that has more assets. Because you were throwing the Jets up there, and I was like, man, yeah, the Jets sort of. Listen, one, Deshaun's not going to go there. Yeah. Two, I don't think Darnold and the two touch it. They they don't touch it. The Dolphins are the ones who truly have, with Casario being tied to being high on Tua. Yeah. So that would essentially say that he is evaluating Tua as, let's just say, a a top 10 overall first rounder. Yeah. So you were trading that Tua. You were trading your first. You were trading your late first, mm-hmm. and two seconds is what I have seen rumored. Wow, that that's a lot. No, that's a, a lot. But that's it's the a lot. That's the slant. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure that's what the Texans are saying. That's, that's the Texans. And then the, and then the Dolphins yeah. would argue and say you get you, you get, get the, the three eighteen and thirty five or whatever it is. Well, you, you could do. I think I think the argument for Dolphins or the argument for me, I'll yeah. say for me is. The the Dolphins can offer something that no other team can offer. We can offer the third and Tua. All right, that already is a is a better starting point than any other team can give. It's true. I don't on think top that of the it, fact, on top of the fact that there's only a certain number of teams that Watson's going to be willing to go to. In my list, this is the list that I would think if Watson is leaving the Texans and he says, "Hey, I have a I get to uh, waive the no trade clause to go to these teams," I think it would be the Dolphins, Patriots, 49ers, Colts, or Saints. I agree. I think those are the obvious. Li- and you know, we can look at the at, at the names. I don't think there's anybody else. We talked about it before we got on the air. I think we both agree on that. So uh, of those those five teams, Dolphins have more value than any other team can offer. Man, no other team can honestly come close to that. So what I'm saying... Ludicrous first round. Exactly. So what I'm saying is... The Dolphins don't have to offer five or four or five picks plus Tua to get Watson. If Watson wants to go and he wants to go to Miami, who, by the way, if some of the other things that I've theorized are about, Dolphins have, you know, one of the, I think, the best young and upcoming uh, head coaches, African-American Flores. We have our, our GM is also African-American, so I would think that that is enticing to Watson as well from a, you know, sense that he's going from a franchise that has been rumored to not be forward-thinking to a franchise that's clearly, I would say, forward-thinking based on everything the owner's done and, you know, who we've hired. And I think we've I think we've shown that we're a forward-thinking franchise. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's fair to say. So you, you're I, saying from a Dolphins standpoint, play hardball, in hopes that Watson could be the ultimate trade decider here. Like yeah. like Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey said, listen, 
I'm not playing. Yeah. I'm sorry. You can keep me if you want. That's cool. I'll hit free agency. Yeah. No problem. Deshaun's in a little bit of a different stance with the contract in itself, but Texans, you gain no value from having Deshaun sit, whereas if you evaluate any other team out there, the closest thing that gets it done closest is the Dolphins. Thing. Yeah, and I don't think it takes two firsts and two seconds. And by the way, as a Dolphins fan, I'll trade two firsts and two seconds. Yeah, I think I, that, I, think I would. <laughs> I don't think he'll take it, but if I would. Deshaun didn't want to go. I think it would take that much value. Okay, so Be, because but Deshaun is the ultimate factor in yeah. saying, "Hey Texans, fuck y'all. I want out no matter what." If if that is in you know in in alliance with what the Dolphins want to do in lowballing an offer, yeah, man, you'll take what you can get. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and by the way, what can you do? The, the third break in the draft and, in, and a quarterback that I would think the Texans believe can be a, a good starting quarterback in the NFL, it's not a terrible offer. I mean, you know, it's a low ball offer for Watson. But let's let's go in this a different direction. Yeah. I, I'm as a Dolphins fan, I am of the strong opinion that you do whatever it takes to take Watson. Now, when you when you get into future picks, I'm going to start having questions, but I would trade every pick in this draft class for Deshaun Watson. And that's I, I would. That's and tell me why I'm wrong, because I know you disagree with this. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you why you're wrong, because let me paint you this picture of what you have with these picks, and how can you say no to what you've got going? So, Tua, rocky start. Yeah. There has been moments of promise. Can, but can I go ahead? Can, go I ahead. just want I want to preface this by saying this is in the in the scenario that we can get Watson as a Dolphins fan. I'm very happy with where we are, and I'm very happy with what we can do with these picks. So I think I'm going to agree with what you're saying. But no, no, can for, go for, continue. For, okay, I'll start off this. For one, do you think you're a quarterback away? Are you a Deshaun Watson away from a legitimate competing with the Chiefs, the Ravens, yes. the Packers? The I so, and, and if we're if we're in that mindset, I disagree because I think there's a few more years that got to go into that. Yeah. Immediately, like I would say, in in two to three years after building your team up more, then you're ready, but not immediately. But you, so you say you are. So we'll go from there and say that. I, what if you could draft Panay Sewell at three overall? What if you could draft? Let's say at, at 18, C.D. Lamb went. That was the number two wide receiver in the class. Yeah. Let's give you a Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Okay. Waddle, so, so you have yeah. Panay Sewell, okay. Jalen Waddle, and you take a Travis Etienne at 35. Because I would say Najee's going to go a little bit before him just because of the performance. Oh, really? See, I, I think Etienne's the better running back. Regardless of the fact, pick your running back. That's what you get at 35 right there. Yeah. That that addition to what you could add. Those are big. Those are good pieces for sure. That's not worth watching, and that that's so, that's me making devil's no, advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get what you're there's saying. There's also a chance that you come out and you take, you know, someone who just might not hit. Yeah. You, so you take that reach. So here's the here's the here's the argument against that. First of all, the the draft is a complete and utter. I mean, it, it's it's playing craps. It's just it's a the only pick that's guaranteed tro- is your top five. That's exactly what yes. I was gonna say. Our third pick in the draft has serious value because you're not really gonna miss with the third pick. And if, and you, if do, you do, it's your job. Yeah, exactly. So we're probably not gonna miss with that pick. And if you know, it, it is what it is. It can happen for sure. The 18th is, I think, very up and down. You see a lot of 18 picks that hit, a lot of 18 picks that don't. Of course. 35th, you know, you get into the second round. You have guys that should start, that should be good, and a lot of them do. That's but it's why never I say guaranteed. Back because it's now, a day two solid. Now, I, I absolutely get what you're saying. I, me personally, I don't take a running back uh, with any of those picks because. I actually really like uh, Miles Gaskins. I think we, if we add just another like another dude too. in the fourth or fifth round to back up Gaskins, I'll be happy with that at the running back position. I do think we need another number two receiver, although I do like our receiving core. I get what you're saying that with that, and obviously offensive line. Yeah, I, I, Panay Sewell Panay, would be amazing. In the same breath but, as Hall of Famers. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to, to think that we traded Tunsil away just to get a Panay Sewell two years later when we're a, ready a to be good. Tackle with that same pick on a, on a on a you know cheaper deal. Yeah, that would be awesome, and I, and I don't hate that. 
I would. This is where I stand with this, okay. and this is where I, because I, I disagreed with a lot of Dolphins fan that that are kind of on your side here. I, I get the value. The value is there, and I'm not going to deny the value. Where I will stand and where I will stay is the Dolphins won ten games with Fitzpatrick and Tua at the helm. Tua struggled this year. All right, he had yeah. good moments for he sure, did. but he was he was held. I, I think held back a little bit by the the offensive play calling, and I think he was held back a little bit by his his own in, inability to you know make some plays at times. Uh, so that is what it is. He can grow. He can get better. We'll see. But with Deshaun Watson, if I put Deshaun Watson in the 2020 Dolphins lineup for the entire year, I think we win 13 or 14 games. I really believe if we wow. won 10 with with two and Fitzpatrick, I think we win every other game with Watson plus a couple more. And I think we're in the playoffs, and I think we're in the divisional round. Okay, I, I will. So I, that would be y'all facing the Chiefs this go around. Yeah, I, I think we. I think we'd be. Yeah, I, I do. I think we'd yeah, be. That's a big step. I, I understand that. That maybe that's bold to say. No, and, no, no. And you're, not, you're not bold in saying. I think it's bold. The difference yeah. between no, you're not. I'm saying two and Fitzpatrick. There's a difference in one or two wins between adding Deshaun in that. Yeah, I that's think. Not yeah. Bold at all. So I'm saying I'm saying three or four wins by putting Deshaun in that. On, in the, yeah, I, I think that's fair. And look, a, a franchise quarterback does not come all around all the time. Yeah. You never know what you have until you have it. Deshaun Watson is that. I would be willing to make that trade, absolutely. I don't think it would cost that much, and I would feel a whole hell of a lot better if it was just two first and Tua for Watson. And we get we essentially we could essentially tr- have traded Tunsil for Watson straight up. Uh, based oh, on no, I listen, <laughs> listen. I am in favor of you keeping your assets because I think you're going. You're going in the right direction. You are heading north right now. Yeah. So why throw a curveball that could derail it? I don't I'm not saying Deshaun could derail. I'm just saying you're going in the, the right difference, direction. The difference is where we're going right now, there there might be a the the limit is as far as our quarterback can take us. You put a quarterback that has no limit and where we're going right now just astronomically improves. Maybe next year isn't as good because we don't have you know the top end young talent, but the year after that the year after that, we're already a 10-win football team going in the right direction. We believe, I believe we have a great GM. I believe we have a great head coach. I believe we have a lot of young talent around. We have a great defense. Put put a Deshaun Watson in there who, you know, you can say we don't have a ton of uh, talent on the offense. That's fine. We do have a Devontae Parker who's shown up. We have a Preston Williams who two years in a row has gotten injured, which is which is frustrating. But Preston Williams has been awesome. I mean, he's a, he's a great number two. We have weapons is what I'm saying. It's not great, and it can get better for sure. But we definitely have weapons. We, I, I definitely believe Watson could win a lot of games in Miami this year. So I, I think that's – I mean, is no, there anywhere I, else you want to go with that? No, it pretty much covered Because, I mean, there's a whole other spectrum of teams that he could possibly land at. Yeah. The reason we harp on the Dolphins so much is just because when you look at – I don't see that, any That's one thing spot. that I, I think is being understated is the true value behind having a top five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. It, it is something that – that Look, franchises franchises try to get for twenty five plus years and they're still not there. Yeah, I mean, look, look what there, the Patriots. Look what the Patriots could do with a top five quarterback for twenty years in the NFL. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. just, it just it is what look, it is. Look at what the Chiefs are going to be doing. Till we, we were talking about it the other day, we're in our low twenties right now. Yeah, we will be in our mid thirties. You know, we're in our mid twenties, right? We're not low. Twenty five. <laughs> we started this mid twenties, I would argue. So, but yeah, we will be in our late thirties by the yeah. time that this Chiefs dynasty, yeah. assuming Pat Mahomes holds true and everything, yeah. is finished. The value behind a top five quarterback cannot be underestimated. That's why I'm saying it's going to cost an arm and a leg if I'm the Texans. Yeah, but. The monkey wrench that could be thrown is Deshaun saying, "I want out now." Yeah, and it's bare. It's bare uh, to be mentioned. This is ongoing. 
I'm sure by the time we're, we have this video up, there's going to be more information out. Of course. As we were recording, uh, we got a notification on our phone that was talking about how Andre Johnson basically stuck up for Watson and said if he's Watson, he would do the exact same thing. DeAndre Hopkins chimed in on Twitter saying he absolutely agrees. So uh, the the players, for the most part, or at least the ones that are, that are speaking out loud, are, are supporting Watson, and I, I think that's fair. I think that's right. Uh, you know, add into other minor things, J.J. Watt apologizing to Watson at the end of the year. That was heartbreaking a little bit. Um, yeah, look, I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, I, I still think it's like 85% chance they keep Watson, and, and this ends up being no, no avoid. Really? Okay. See, I, I'm happy to hear that, because if it's lower than that, I think the Dolphins are the best chance to get not going to say under 50 by any means. Okay. You know, but I, I think the favorite is for Deshaun to stay, just because if you were the Texans and you were smart, you will do what you can to appease your franchise star. Yeah, agreed. Say they fuck around and mess up somehow. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, I, mean, I think they already have. Let's move on to another situation that's just rife with controversy. Uh, Peterson, out. Yeah. Uh, January 11th, yeah, Peterson gets fired by the Eagles. Looks like it was kind of a mutual parting ways a little bit. Obviously, Peterson was finally fired. But, I mean, it's been described as parting ways because of a difference in opinion on power, directive, and impatient. Uh, he wants to call impatience. the shots, bro. Yeah, That's Peterson, as the head coach, he, at the end of the day, he wants more power. Uh, ends up winning, won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback, um, has been just destroyed with injuries the past couple of years that really, you know, took them off uh, off guard. I got to say, I would have told you going into Week 17 there was no way Peterson got fired no matter what happened. And it turns out, you know, benching your, benching your backup quarterback for the third stringer and all these other things, yeah, Peterson's gone. Uh, you know, Ian Rappaport uh, reported that it's, it's largely just Peterson's dissatisfaction. Uh, yeah. and, and that had that a big was a part surprise of it. behind it because I mentioned last week when we talked about this there, that there was a chance that Peterson could be gone because of yeah, how I, he. I didn't think it was possible. How he fumbled that situation yeah. in your lo- your locker room is everything, man. I mean, you're one coach versus fifty three players that you know you really have to to feed into and get them going to be able to perform week in yeah. week out. It's just we haven't seen something like this. So there is a statue of Peterson and Nick Foles outside. Wow. That's of great. Philly I Stadium. I forgot about that. You're and, right. And both of them aren't there anymore. Yeah. That gave the franchise their first ever Super Bowl win. The city had to grease up the poles on the street so they wouldn't get destroyed. And they <laughs> still got destroyed. That city partied up and down. And I've seen the majority of Eagles fans celebrating this. Yeah. So I'm not going to defend Peterson. It hasn't gone well. Wentz, I don't know what the debacle is behind that right now. I don't know his future. And it's there, I will defend Peterson saying injuries have been tragic. Tough. Yeah. Tragic. I, and I, I will also say it's it's I think worth noting that it seems more likely that Carson Wentz stays now that Peterson's out. So apparently there were serious issues between Peterson and Carson. It looks like Peterson lost the locker room at the end of the day. I think that's the final straw that really hit it. And I think Peterson was probably smart realizing, hey, I'm losing the locker room. Let me get out now. Let me get ahead of this. Yeah. And I might not have a chance to get a job. Instead of being fired, I walk away. Yeah, and you, you never want to be the coach that lost the locker room. I, I just I think you're you're out and you really shouldn't get a second job if you do. But the Jets did it a couple of years ago when they hired Adam Gase after Gase lost the locker room in Miami. And now it's being reported that Peterson, the most likely landing spot, is the Jets. There's connections there between the GM and Peterson. There, There's a lot of speculation out there that, that the Jets would be targeting Peterson here. Man, I'm not going to hate on as much as you will. I, I, I don't think you will, but just because, I like, the, the locker room in itself, I, I understand. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying... <laughs> I'm saying I'm not going to pursue this from the route that Peterson completely lost the locker room. Yeah. I think that he made a bad choice. I think that he had some of the higher-ups probably talking to him. 
okay. as, to, as to why they pulled Jalen. I, I can't get behind Peterson's thought. I don't believe him if he's saying that he's really evaluating. Who's their backup that night? Nate Sudfield? Nate Sudfield, yeah. If that's your argument, then fuck out of here. Yeah, no, look, I, I do think he lost the locker room. I'm yeah. not saying he couldn't have gotten it back, by the way. I, I'm just saying he did lose it in Week 17. I think he was the, ready to go. Yeah, yeah, the... the the, t- the teammates were mad at him. The team is mad at him. Carson Wentz was mad at him. There, now, I'm not saying those relationships couldn't have been repaired and he couldn't have moved forward with the Eagles. I don't know that. That's all speculation, me saying that he left ahead of the storm a little bit. Uh, but, you know, that is what it is. I do think it's worth noting another thing that may have gone into this or may have gone into Peterson's dissatisfaction was Howie Roseman did force Peterson to fire their offensive coordinator, Matt Groh, or yeah. Groh, uh last year. This was last year. He did not want to do that, but he had to end, end up doing that. Um, it, I would think if Peterson's smart, he sits for a year, lets his reputation build up as the the guy who won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback, and try and go get a job where he has ultimate power. Uh, I think I think that's probably if what that's you do. What he's wanting his ultimate power. Yeah, I think he's gonna have to wait just because there's a bad <laughs> taste right now. Yeah. when you mention Peterson as a whole, but he still is a hot commodity on the country. Yeah, no, I, I do. I absolutely he's agree. An, he's an established name. Yes, the Eagles could go a lot worse. Trending down. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Jets taking him would be that detrimental of a thing. There's worse hires out there. Yeah. They've hired Adam Gase. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen worse. Uh, I, I will say, it's worth noting, uh, Frank Reich, I think, may have had more impact on that, that 2017 mm-hmm. Eagles team than I think I realized at the time, or really anybody realized at the time. Uh, you know, once Frank Reich left, it felt like that offense definitely took a step back. Colts uh, fans are eating up Frank Reich uh, right now, though. Oh, yeah. Everyone's going to get mad at you. That's that's my point in saying that sometimes you shouldn't let fans and the the hot opinion dictate what happened because they were were coming at Frank Reich for a slow offense, for a slow attack, for going some bold coaching calls every now and then. I don't think he did anything wrong. I I don't think he did anything wrong. I think he is the, the factor of... Hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, you they, you go for two, you don't get it right there. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. But if you get it, you're still in that ball game and you're yeah. competing every. It's one of those things where it, it's getting really hot. Like Frank Frank Reich, I completely agree with you. I think behind the scenes on that Eagles organization was a huge factor behind what was going on in that overall team success. Yeah. So, but it just weird how. The, no, it's, the headlines transition. Yeah, that, that's a great point because you're, you're absolutely right, and I, I didn't. I don't think I realized that Frank Wright was getting shit. I, a lot of Colts. I, I saw. I saw a couple things. You know, people were mad about him going for for the touchdown fourth and uh, whatever, saying that he was uh, playing the, the whole line. game like he was up 21 points. It was oh, one thing that see, stuck out in particular. Man, I just. I, you had Philip Rivers as your quarterback. What are you supposed to? I mean, I'm sorry, he can't push the ball down the field. I mean, it's not like you're that's limited. not his skill set. I yeah. mean, we we knew what the Colts were. When they're down, they're not going to win. I mean, that's just what they are, right? I mean, I'm, I'm that's just my personal opinion. But that is what it is. We'll move on. That's not this isn't what Frank writes about. No, of course. Last thing on the Eagles, couple names to keep in mind that are being circulated: uh, Deuce Staley, who is the running back coach slash assistant head coach. Over the past couple of years, a buddy of mine who's a big Eagles fan, uh, he actually said before Peterson got fired, we were talking about it, he wants Deuce Staley. He, he said before he got fired that Deuce Staley would be his pick. And yeah, after and he got fired, Philly Deuce, Deuce Staley was one of the big names that started getting mentioned. Yeah, that's a big name around uh, Philly. Uh, Lincoln Riley's another big name, which he's just, I feel like he's just going to be that guy who gets mentioned every he's single year for that. a couple of years. Yeah. Um, uh, common names, Arthur Smith, Robert Sala, the, the guy whose name I struggled with the other week and kind of got <laughs> Roasted with, and then of course Eric Bieniemy is going to be in the conversation with just about everybody. I saw one report, and I couldn't substantiate. It. I couldn't get another one or find anybody else saying it, but I did see one report saying Adam Gase 
uh, might be a front runner, and I just I don't believe it, but it's worth noting. Um, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not for Eagles fans. That would be terrible. Um, again, the Eagles buddy of mine said that there would be rioting in the streets if that happened. Oh, I yeah. could not agree more. Take, <laughs> take what happened in the Super Bowl, but now turn it to where they're mad. Yeah. <laughs> take anger into <laughs> yeah. it. All right, hey, let's let's move on. Let's move forward. Uh, the national championship last week. I thought it was a or last, last night, night. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a great game. I ended up winning fifty bucks. I was pretty happy. You um, did. <laughs> <laughs> you, you won your overall college bet. We uh, bet, for those of you who don't know, we bet at the beginning of the season, even before that. Yeah. I said, give me Clemson, give me Ohio State to win it all, $50. John can have the field. Not knowing that Mac Jones would really arise to the occasion, Devontae Smith would do what he did. And overall, listen, I still like my odds in the bet. Hey, I, I just had you, the misfortune of having Clemson Ohio. I had two teams. Yeah, you, you bet before the season started and you got two teams that were in the national championship or were in the final four. Yeah, I think you were in a good spot. That's a win. Yeah, That's I not mean, that bad. Yeah, it is what it is. But you Bama know. dominated last night dominated. to end it all, though. Yeah. That's yeah. where it was. Uh, final score, 52-24. to 24. Looked close for maybe the first quarter and a half, and then it, they just – Ohio State really could never keep up, and I don't think they were ever going to keep up. Uh, big headlines. I just kind of want to go through them and, and get your thoughts, get you know some of our draft kind of thoughts out there because we're, we're turning into a draft uh, podcast after the, the NFL season. Uh, Devontae Smith balled. Uh, he hurt his finger, uh, which I really think he could have had 400 yards. Yeah, I think he definitely would have had 300 yards. He could have had 400 yards in this game Can't if he doesn't understand. He was unfucking stoppable It didn't look like they wanted to guard him. 12 catches on 13 targets. He hurt his finger on that 13th car- target, by the way. 215 yards and three touchdowns in about half a game. Truly uh, incredible. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, it is a spitting image of the performance that Jamar Chase put on when he hung four touchdowns. Was it was it Oklahoma or was it the actual championship game? I can't remember. That's how dominant that team was in saying, but Jamar Chase had yeah. a very similar performance I think it was Oklahoma, actually. Yeah, that's who, that's, that's who they blew out, okay. where Jamar Chase had a similar championship game performance to where you know let's, that these are the guys. Let, let's talk about this, because I know we agree on this. I know there's not going to be a, a great debate here, but there's serious conversation in the Twitter world. Uh, De- Deontay Smith or Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase as the number one wide receiver in the draft. It's To me, it's Jamar Chase. Yeah. And I, th- I think the reason goes is that y'all forgot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, here's my thing, and this is this is my point. And after kind of you go, I remember go, I actually went back to my notes last night and just kind of looked at what I said about J- uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, and Judy and all that. And with Justin Jefferson, one of my biggest fears about Justin Jefferson on my on my report, and I don't think I ever put this on camera or anything, but was that Justin Jefferson was clearly, very obviously, the number two receiver on his own team. Of course, and I was a little nervous. I thought Justin Jefferson was awesome. Justin Justin Jefferson was my fourth receiver in the draft. I love Justin Jefferson's talent. I was a big fan. He's obviously very good in the NFL. But Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase yeah. was better, and it was clear. It wasn't like, oh, I think Jamar Chase. Like Jamar Chase was the better wide receiver on that team, in my opinion. Move over to Bama. Obviously, watched Judy, watched uh, Rugs. Deontay Smith obviously didn't get as much of an opportunity as Jamar Chase did, but and I will say it was very clear. You watched the film; you knew there were four first-round wide receivers on that on that 2019 Bama roster. But I don't think uh, Deontay Smith ever outshined Judy. And I will also say, uh, just watching Deontay Smith over the past Devontae. couple weeks, Devont- I, yeah. I don't know, yeah, Devontae Smith over the last couple weeks, he is. 
so much better than he was last year. Like his route running is smooth. I mean, he's he's just a better wide receiver in general. So I get why people might say it's close, but to me, I, at the end of the day, it's still it's still Jamar Chase. You ho- unless Jamar Chase has just been eating hamburgers and and you know, of course, and fucking around for for a year. I, I just don't see how you know. I, I I again, I think Devontae Smith deserves to be a top fifteen pick in the draft, and I think he'll be great in the NFL. But I think Jamar Chase, in my opinion, has a chance to be an all time great. I mean that that's really yeah. his ceiling. Well, Devontae does too. Devontae really had to fight, you know, through a lot of adversity about being undersized, yeah. being skinny. That's another thing, just Smith, yeah. All, all the way, I mean, you know, you see him, he's a, he's a really lengthy guy with his arms and yeah, stuff, yeah. but he almost looks comical. I saw a picture that it was, uh, I think Sports Nation tweeted out, yeah. and it was a picture of a, I think Devontae Smith's 175 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, but I think arms like down 160 to his knees, actually, yeah. And they said, imagine this guy wins the Heisman. You know, it was they were playing a joke. Yeah. Just, he doesn't look the part, but no, man, he doesn't. the way that he plays, his instincts, he doesn't, like I've seen a lot of people say that he doesn't have tr- physical traits that, Pop off, See, but, I don't know. but I when you when you watch yeah. the guy play, <laughs> yeah. it speaks for itself. Now going back to Jamar Chase, I think he checks every single box on the physical traits ability yeah. and the on the field on the tape ability. Yeah, I, I think people have forgotten. That's what it comes yeah. down to. I think Devontae that's Smith, it's close. It's going to be another one of those. What was it last year? C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs. Who, uh, I don't think it's as close. I don't think. Those. I don't think it's as close because I was. I don't either. Because you and I, I think it's Jamar clear. Yeah, because you and but, I were both on the on the C.D. on the yes. C.D. Lamb over over Judy, and a lot of people disagreed with us, and which Ruggs is okay. Ended up going first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I, I think that I don't think it'll be. I don't think it's as close as those two. I don't think it'll end up being this close. But I understand national championship. People are going to talk. So I wanted to bring that up. That yeah. was worth noting. A couple other things to note. Both both great wide receivers. Yeah, I want to. I want to put my name besides that. Yeah. Just because <laughs> I think Jamar Chase is the clear number one doesn't mean that Devontae Smith will not compete and do great in the NFL. Yeah. But Chase, 100% is, Chase is it. 100% agree. All right. Uh, Mac Jones went 36 for 45, 464 yards and five touchdowns, put up video game numbers a little bit. And he did that after yeah, he got hurt in like the third quarter or something. The game was already over, but I thought that was interesting as well. Um, is Does this change anything for Mac Jones? Listen, I'm going to be honest. I am going to have to go back. Because I, I don't, I'm an Auburn fan. I don't particularly keep my eyes on Alabama mm-hmm. when it comes to a scouting lens until I have to after the season. Yeah, that's why I say I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going You're to go gonna back. wait to say something Be, because I should though because Matt yeah, Jones does, Matt Jones does deserve this much. I see a lot of people already writing him off and saying oh, it's Alabama, good numbers, you know, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. QB six. Yeah. Listen, we do need to do our due diligence yeah. and give him a fair evaluation. And see, th- these numbers yeah. are absurd. Off the charts. Oh, look, and, and you you said it best. I, I'm glad you said that because I think I was probably going to get a little uh, a little mean there for a second. So I'm glad you no, said I, I You're right. I, I think I need to do the same Matt thing. Jones not being yeah. anything. I, I, think, I think I need to do the same thing. We've talked about how we're not sure about Mac Jones. So you're absolutely right. We actually planned on making that this episode. We wanted to talk about uh, the quarterbacks, but all this stuff happened with the Texans and Eagles, and we thought, look, we can push the quarterback conversation back a couple There'll weeks. There'll be a lot of talk. So, yeah, so so there's plenty of time for that. So that that podcast is coming where we're going to spend 35 to maybe even an hour just talking about the about these quarterbacks I, and I think who we need are to go back folks. solely because in my head I had already wrote him off yeah. solely because of the talent that surrounds him and everything. Yeah. But then again, we had Tua last year that was a top five pick. And yes, that was one of both of both of our actually. Mm-hmm. Whenever we scouted him, was uh, you know a knock to him was the talent around him seeing. Alabama open, NFL open, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, but I just, I got to go back because right now, okay, no, not right now. Before last night, Mac Jones was my QB5, QB6. Mm-hmm. 
I after this game, it showed me I need to go back. Okay, fair enough. Hey, I think that's great. That's awesome. Uh, let's move on to Najee Harris, 178 uh, yards from scrimmage, three touchdowns. You texted me during the game about him. Where are you thinking about him? RB one. You think it's RB one? That's what it, he's not RB one. Listen, looking at the, looking at his growth from last year, Alabama. Yeah. Last year, Alabama, he reminded me of Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. He reminded me of straight up really? down, downhill. Okay. I mean, not, not. I'm not looking at numbers on the chart, physical, okay. physical stuff. I'm saying their running style, the, the okay. one cut, the pop you in the mouth, look for contact thing. Yeah. Now, Najee has truly evolved his game going into when you look at week one of the season all the way to where it ended. His lateral quickness is absolutely absurd for a guy of his size. Yeah. It is insane the way that he is able to you know, catch the ball out of the backfield now. That's mm-hmm. one of the knocks that we're... I would say that the NFL is leaning towards a Travis Etienne kind of back yeah. versus I think Najee closed the gap on that. Really? Okay. So it is up for debate. In my opinion, Najee is RB1. I like his mentality. I love his his ability. His physical traits are crazy, man. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Etienne's up there. I know you like Etienne. Yeah, no, look, why, I, yeah. I, I, I do think, look, Harris and Etienne are going to be the one-two, so so everything negative I'm about to say about Harris, take it we with We said that the, last year, though, with Dobbins and um, yeah, look, I mean, DeAndre they, Swift. And that's what we thought. came up and yeah. boom. Look, I, I get it. And, look, things are going to change. I'm going through the running backs now. I, I do have Harris significantly lower than Edian. Uh, the way I grade running backs is it's – it's it's yeah, it's it's a good it's a good percentage de- uh, below honestly. Uh, but Edian's in a class of, wow. of his cell, of his own, I, I believe. And the reason for that is because you know you know my system. The way I grade uh, any player is I, I divide it into skills. I give a percentage uh, of importance on each skill, and and I do it that way. I kind of built my own program to do that. And uh, Harris has certain traits that are lacking. I did a whole like seventeen minute video on it. You can check it on YouTube if you're interested in that. We don't have to get into that right now. I totally get what you're saying. His his, his, some of his physical ability is something that NFL teams are going to value. I, I liken him very similar to a Derrick Henry, but I do think, like you said, he has more lateral quickness coming out. Yes. Uh, but I, I will say... The know, man can sidestep six yards yeah, yeah. and accelerate... I, He's the fastest guy on the field sometimes. Yeah, when when he has a chance to get up to top speeds, my my serious issue with him is he he does have a build up speed. He doesn't have that that uh, short area quickness as far as like get the ball and just burst through the hole. Sometimes he misses he misses open holes because he's just not quite fast enough to get there in his first couple steps. His he, his top speed is as fast as anybody on the field. So like you said, yeah. I, I do agree with that. Uh, but again, Derrick Henry's very similar to that. So that's, that doesn't mean he can't be really fucking good in the NFL. Um, all right. So so let's move on here. Uh, Jalen Waddle's the last guy on on Alabama that I think we need to talk about. Jalen Waddle clearly hurt last night. Uh, the fact that Nick Saban let him uh, play in that game, uh, you know, I, I think I, I think Patrick Mahomes said it best on Twitter. You have to protect the player sometimes. Protect the player from themselves. Uh, Jalen Waddle was hurt, uh, injured himself on like his first catch, and, and you could see in pregame. I, I think they, I even saw the announcers like getting excited about his pregame runs. It's like, oh, he looks fast, and it's like, no, he's limping really bad on his run. Like, it looked, didn't he's look hurt. good. Uh, he was clearly hurt. Broke his ankle in the season. Came back. Uh, I, I have nothing more to say other than he proved how tough he is. I'm so excited for him in the. NFL. I, I'm so sad uh, for him that Devontae Smith is getting all the love and Waddle isn't getting respected the way he deserves because Waddle is absolutely a top end wide receiver uh, and he's going to be that in the NFL. I believe that wholeheartedly. I think, you know, coming into this year, I thought he was on the same level as Devontae Smith. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's a little bit, you know, uh, tear down. 
still really, really good either way. Man, I don't even think he's a tear down. Okay, see, the I'm, injury, the I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I agree. Yeah. Jalen Waddle was the guy last year. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I absolutely you, you agree. Talked, you talked about, like, last year Alabama team. Yeah. You talked about Ruggs. You talked about Judy. And then you talked about Waddle. Yeah. Devontae Smith was the four. He was a great four. And now it's Mechie on their guy when you have Waddle, <laughs> you know, Devontae Smith. There's always next man up. Of course. But before the ankle injury, Jalen Waddle was hey, a dynamic I, I'm super glad you said that because yes. I, I, I really believe. Yeah, I didn't want you to back off from Yeah, no, I've kind of had. I yeah. think that if there is a combine this year going COVID and all that stuff, they're able to get it done. I hope mm-hmm. they are because we desperately need it this year based yeah. on the way football's been. Jalen Waddle shows up, and he has the potential to smash the 40 record. Yeah. He really does. Yeah. He is electric. And if he smashes it, he's going before Devontae Smith, yeah. Heisman or not. Okay. He- Devontae Smith, electric in all the ways, too, when it comes to actual on-the-field playing, the stats, all that good stuff. But don't forget about Jalen Waddle. Don't forget about what he possesses, what he can do. Last night, I don't think he should have played, though. Yeah, I agree. Last night, Absolutely. he was hurt. It was it was sad to watch in some ways. Yeah, he proved his grit, his toughness, and I'm glad he didn't re-aggravate. Yeah. Well, man, he did a little if, bit, but I don't think it was long-term. No, it's not going to be yeah. detrimental to yeah. him. But, yeah. if, man, if he would have truly hurt, hurt again. Yeah. Um, and you know there were some GMs watching. They were just like, why? Yeah. Like, come on now. There are players watching for sure saying yeah. why. Just like, don't do it, dude. Know your worth. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Let's let's move on really quick to yeah. to Ohio State. I, I don't want to spend a ton of time on the players. We we gave our, our time to the winner, basically. Um, Justin Fields, I, I hope that nobody grades him on this performance. He was injured. And look, I'm not the biggest Justin Fields fan. I, I you know, I question. Why are you for saying that? Yeah, but I, I 100% believe he does not deserve to be judged on this game. Go back, watch the film when he's healthy. Watch the Clemson game before he got hurt. Even after he got hurt, he looked because pretty good. Because the narrative after this game is was that yeah, it's going to be bad. Uh, yeah. Look, 17, 17 completions for 33 uh, attempts, 194 yards and a touchdown. Really couldn't get anything going against Bama. He was hurt, man. You could tell he was hurt. I, I, I hope he doesn't get judged for this. I hope that I, I, at the very least, you know, like I'm probably going to do a draft profile on him or, you know, we'll, we'll do that at some point down the line. And I, I hope that anybody else doing similar things that I'm doing would not take the film against Alabama and grade him uh, grade him harshly against it. I know I'm not. I'm throwing this game out as far as well, I mean, you as can, far you as can you look at it. Just don't evaluate it. Yeah, I'm not evaluating. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what that's what I mean. I'm saying I'm throwing this game out as far as how I'm going to grade him and, and what his final grade is going to be. I'm not going to base you know his performance tonight on it because I do think he was hurt. So I, I just want to put that Man, out I'm, there. I'm about to be a negative Nelly. Oh, now. that's here. Yeah. Uh, I think last night was the fall of many Ohio State players' stock. In saying, Wyatt Davis, unfortunately, it looks like you tore your ACL. That was a fringe day one offensive lineman for me. Yeah, that, that was, was a guy that, was that sad, yeah. Vikings picking, you know, somewhere in the draft. I was hoping that there was a chance we may take him. He, I think he is potential elite talent on the mm-hmm. offensive line. Yeah. Justin Fields, like you said, the popular opinion is to knock him for it. I don't personally, so we're going to go off of that. But popular opinion, knock him. Mm-hmm. And then Sean Wade, yeah. burnt toast. Absolute burnt Got toast. Crushed. That's your second game in a row, too, because you had Amari yeah. Rodgers for Clemson who put you on your butt a few times in yeah. that, too, and that's on film. So that doesn't look good as is. And then there's one more guy who was a running back that was flying up my rankings and Trey Sermon mm-hmm. that had the unfortunate, looks like a collarbone injury. Yeah. It's not going to kill him at the end of the day, but you know, you text me whenever he got hurt and said, does it affect his draft stock? I don't think the injury is going to linger in any means, but he needed what Master T was able to get last night in that the, the platform as yeah, a whole. He needed to show what he, he could do. He needed those games yeah. against Alabama to be able to show that that's what he can do against elite talent. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, man, it got cut on, I think it was the first play. It was the very first play of the game, yeah. It was very unfortunate. First play from scrimmage. Yeah, that's what sucks is that injury, 
go into it. I think some Ohio State guys lost some draft stock last yeah, night. I think and it's Sean fair. Wade was play. Yeah, play I, based. Yeah, look, I, I I feel bad for some of them. Sean Wade, look, I I'm happy for the teams that saw this that aren't going to draft him in the first round because he proved he's not that. Um, maybe that's unfair to say, but you know, at the end of the day, be, he, I think he'd he still struggled. Be late, but yeah, man, he, he struggled. Well, and especially when, when you, you struggle, evaluate yeah. a first round corner versus a first round wide receiver. Stru- look, and I'm I'm what sure happened? all week he he put himself in that position. He wanted to prove he was the best. He got hurt. He, he struggled. Look, I haven't watched the film. Uh, maybe he was he not... called Devontae Smith out. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm saying... he said where he goes, I go. Exactly. So, uh, but I'm saying I haven't watched the film. I don't know if maybe he, he was, you know, in zone coverages or something and, and maybe it wasn't all his fault. I don't know that, but it just from watching the TV copy, yeah, it did not look good at all. Yeah. Uh, last thing on this game and, and just uh, something that's been circulating that I think is worth noting. Is this the best college football team ever? This Alabama team? Nope. Yeah, I agree. No, it's not, and it, it sucks because you would want someone to have that debate. Yeah, I can't. And, and argue on There's not even, it. It's not even close to me. Man, I, I go look at last year. Um, did they have? They had Tua for that game, didn't they? In, in the last year's game. In, the, in last year's in last championship? Year's, no, they didn't have it in LSU. No, no. So yeah. I'm saying Bama versus LSU last oh, year. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so, Tua was in that game. Tua was in that Tua game. Tua was in that game. Yeah, he got hurt the week you later. Yeah, top five later. quarterback. Yeah. You have Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. You still have these two stud receivers that are out there now, and you still have Najee. You still have Patrick Sertan. Every yeah. single piece that was there, yes, add a year onto it, but that we got to see that match. Yeah, this this Bama That's team. That's how I felt. This Bama team is, wasn't even as good as last year's Bama team, and last year's LSU team is, in my personal opinion, one of the best college teams I've ever seen. I, I get the stats point to Bama being better though. Bama averages a point two points higher per game on average. I listen. It's gonna suck because I'm gonna use COVID as an excuse. We saw a lot of teams, defensively especially, have struggle. a really slow start and struggle yeah. early on. And that's just kind of the way that I thought that Nick Saban and the Alabama football team adjusted this year and said, yeah, we'll, we'll hang 60 on you. Fair enough. Hey, I, I absolutely agree with you. We have about 10 minutes before LSU we LSU number hour. one best. LSU number one best. Let's get into the final four and you know of the NFL games, uh, the divisional round of the playoffs here. Uh, we're just going to go through the games. Uh, Saturday, first game on Saturday is Rams-Packers. Uh, Packers host the Rams, who obviously surprised the Seahawks. I know I didn't expect the Rams to beat the Seahawks. No. Um, you know, I d- did you didn't. pick? You didn't either. Okay, good. I, um, I thought about it because of Aaron Donald. You did. But I remember I that. Uh, Aaron Donald got hurt. Hopefully he's back for this game. Uh, so what, what are your first thoughts here? I'm going to pull it up because I don't have it yet on the on the odds. No, uh, what are your I, first I, I know it's I know it's a cold game. Yes. Uh, I know it's a cold game at Lambeau, and I know who is ready to play cold games at Lambeau, and that's Aaron Rodgers, MVP. Aaron Rodgers takes care of this game. I don't even think it's an issue. And when you start looking at how the Rams fare in those elements, it does not point in their favor either. Um, last year, the Packers kind of struggled, you know, whenever it came to the playoffs. They hit that slump. They had a yeah. really good season, and they got put out real quick. Yeah. This year, I think the Packers on that second year, they're ready to go. They're going to get past this one. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me pull this up. Uh, the the Packers are favored by six and a half right yeah. now. I yeah, I think that's a close one. I would probably take the Packers to cover uh, just to to layer on your onto your point on the cold game. Goff has played in two uh, uh, games below thirty degrees in the past in his entire career. 34, yeah, 34.5 passer rating, 47% completion, 0 to 5 touchdown to interception ratio. Oh. So struggled in cold games. Obviously, we know you know Aaron Rodgers is very, very good. We oh, agree on this. A, he's used to Lambeau. Yeah, yeah I think the, the Packers are rolling. The only way I see them losing this game is if maybe they just took that week off and it, it, it took away their momentum. I don't see any way the Packers lose this game. At 6.5, I could see the Rams covering. I could see it being close like that. I, I just, at the end of the day, 
I, I think maybe you could say, hey, Cam Akers has come on really, really strong the past couple weeks, and the Packers, if they do have a weakness on that defense, it is uh, it is the run game. So, you know, I think that's going to be the goal. Yeah, I mean, if, that's we're, be the if goal. we're painting a picture of defeat, the Rams show up and let Jared Goff make the high-efficient play-action throws that mm-hmm. we know that he's capable of. Let your elite defense contain a flat come out just stagnant Packers offense yeah. there's there's a way yeah and, and the other the other part of it is Jalen Ramsey will be on Devontae Smith the entire game can, what can Devontae the rest Adams. Devontae we're talking about Devontae Smith yeah. the whole time uh, Devontae Adams the entire game and what can the rest of the Packers weapons do against the rest of the uh, Rams defense hard to show up. exactly how many times have we seen exactly that? <laughs> and, and look do, I, I do think if Aaron Donald misses this game it's not close I, I think I would really look at that if Aaron Donald misses this game they are really Really going to struggle. I mean, Aaron Donald's just a difference maker. At uh, the end fun of the day. fact: one yeah. thing, there for the first time in NFL history, we have seen a guy already play a playoff game and lose. Mm-hmm. About to go play another one. Left tackle Jared Valdir got you know the Colts season ended. Mm-hmm. The Packers were able to sign him because he was a member of the Packers practice squad at the beginning of the year. So he just lost a playoff game with the Colts. Now he is going to go be a member of the Packers. Wow! And continue his playoff run. Wow. That's so, crazy. For, first time ever. In so NFL they can history, they can happened. only do that because he was already because on the practice already, yeah, squad. Because he was oh, wow. on the practice squad. That's Pulled interesting. Sign him off of it. Season's over. Packers can pick him up. That's funny. I didn't yeah. know that. That's a good one. It's kind of a fun right. fact. Yeah, that's yeah. a super fun fact. Um, all right. Next game we're going to talk about here. Let me pull it up. I lost it. I apologize. Uh, Browns Chiefs on Saturday night. Uh, this is this is what we have right here. I have Patrick Mahomes. Man. You you have and the I Browns. And I got the guy who hit you with a helmet. I swear, not it wasn't Mahomes that hit him with the helmet. No, this guy hit people with helmets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, all right, so where are you at with this? I'm gonna let you go first. Yeah. Um, listen, I like the Browns. I love the energy that they played that game with. I will say that the Steelers dug themselves a fucking 12 foot hole yeah. and then decided to try to start playing. And even if you're the Cleveland Browns and all your negative history. Even you can't blow that lead right there that was given to you. And I'll give the Browns the credit. And the they, Browns played well. Yeah, they yeah. they came up. They were snagged. They were stagnant offensively. I would say for a couple, you know, maybe a, a quarter between the second and third quarter, a quarter's worth of, of game time, where the Steelers maybe had a chance. But I think in the third quarter they put the game away by going down, scoring a touchdown, I think, really putting I it out think of reach. when the Chiefs saw that the Browns won that game, they were smiling from ear to ear. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a very easy game for the Chiefs to take. I don't know about the points in itself. Too many. Just saying, yeah, 10 is a lot. 10, 10 is a is lot up. for a divisional playoff game. we got to put a shot bet on, though. You're, you're sitting here repping the Browns. You're not going to bet on the Browns? I. You're repping the Browns. Can I have you gotta, more? You want more than 10 points? I want 12 and a half. You want 12 and a half? I'll give you 11 and a half. You're seriously gonna um, you're, oh, you're yeah. gonna tug me on. The I don't want to give you ten. <laughs> really? Yes, that's a lot of points in the NFL. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill. Blah, know, blah 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 blah. I know who's on their team. Yeah. Oh my bad. Baker Mayfield. I mean, there's a chance that he may not show up. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen with that. You're okay. not gonna get I'm twelve not, and a half. All right. We'll we'll find another bet. That's okay. We have a three shot bet. Twelve and a half. There. No, we we'll find another bet. I don't want to give you twelve. What? And a half. I guess the ch- no. I ain't giving you twelve and a half. We'll bet on the Bucks Saints. I know you're going to roof your Bucks. I do. Yeah, I exactly. Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll move on. Look, uh, I, Chiefs, Chiefs win that game. Chiefs win that game. I would, I would bet on the Browns to cover, though. I really would. Um, we'll move on to the Sunday games here. Ravens Bills. Uh, Very good game. I will go first. I'm, I'm most excited for this game. I think this game will be an absolute. I just think it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know who's going to win. I lean Ravens just because they've been on an absolute tear the past couple weeks. Uh, Bills kind of. 
looks like they might lose to the Colts for a minute there against the against the sort of. They know, had some weird first second. Though. Yeah, they did. And, and look, the Ravens. I think you could probably say the same thing. But the Ravens have just been on a tear. I'm going to take the team that has been hot. They're both been very very hot. I I, I think I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to go. I don't like saying this. I'm going to go Lamar Jackson over over uh, over Allen. I don't know. Man, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't bet on this game. I'm in, I'm, the same <laughs> I'm not touching this. Yeah. I am willing to bet that they have a boosted bet come out on this game because mm-hmm. of how few people are going to touch these odds. Yeah, this is a I tough mean, one. It's a coin flip. It's a crapshoot. It's a what team wants to show up and want it more. Yeah. I have seen that out of the Ravens more recently. Yeah. Uh, because can they, they were, can they, they go were into playoff. the Buffalo uh, against those fans in the cold weather? I mean, but they're they're a ground and pound running run first football team versus a, a high flying pass team. I don't know in the playoffs. I, I don't know. I, I'm leaning Ravens, but I could if the Bills win, I'm not going to say you're I, I'm going Josh Allen solely on the yeah. fact that I really like Bills Mafia. I really like what the Bills are putting together, but the the Ravens are letting Lamar loose. All right. And I thought they did it too a little too late. We spoke about that whenever they were a seven win team struggling yeah. fringe playoff. They were struggling. Yeah, they, they let almost it loose. Missed. Ever since Lamar took a shit mid game, <laughs> he hasn't lost. Yes. <laughs> there you go. All right, last game of the week, uh, Buccaneers Saints. I'm going to give my two cents here first. I I, I will argue. I will say You're just the it is it is really really tough to beat a team three times in the NFL. I do think the Saints are going to do that. The Saints had the Bucks number. I, I mean, all all off season they they. Crushed the Bucks week one, I believe, and then midseason Saints come in and they crush the Bucks again. Uh, I think what Tom Brady has what five of his twelve interceptions against 12, the Saints. Yes. Uh, so it's not pretty. One of his only zero touchdown games on the year too. Yeah. So I, I think the Saints are going to do exactly what they've done before. I, I understand the Bucks are going to come out and try and play things differently. I, I don't know how many the, the Bucks are not a multiple team. They can't play that many different styles of football offensively anyway. I don't think. Uh, I think they they are what they are, and they're really fucking good at what they do. The Saints match up well against them. I think the Saints win this game. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard for me to pick the Bucks here. It, it truly is because of the Saints' success. It's not like they won you know close games. It's not like they got yeah. two field goals. They in crushed. They them. dominated. Marshawn Lattimore. I'm pretty sure held Mike Evans to one catch mm-hmm. in two games played against him, and that is yeah. an elite wide receiver weapon. Yeah. And if you're able to shut that down against Brady. Yeah, it's Saints have an elite defensive line. They have a good secondary. They have an offense that can keep you off the field. And props to Drew Brees last week. Yeah, you know the first half against the the Saints Bears looked very boring, very dull. But you, that's you didn't like watching Saints, that Nickelodeon graphics. What, bro? Yeah, I know. Sometimes <laughs> whenever they had the young Sheldon explaining what a holding was, it was cool. I like that. Uh, Drew Brees had an over seventy percent completion percentage, highest uh-huh. on the year. It was sometimes boring to watch, but that's the way that the Saints are going to beat you. Mm. He's a surgeon. He's going to carve you up. He's not going to hit you for 35 on a post route down the middle anymore. But he'll hit you five underneath eight times in a row. Yeah. And then you still have the Kamara effect. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm going to take Brady because it is the GOAT effect. Mm-hmm. I think that the Bucks in the three times, I, that's the same reason I picked the Ravens versus Titans. Yeah. You know, how do you, th- how do you beat a team three times that's, in a row? Yeah. That's tough. You're almost due. Yeah. And this is three times in one year. Bucks, All right. man, I don't feel confident in saying it. I'll put our shots on it though. You can, you, I'll give you three points with it. Yeah, that's fair. I want All the right. line. All right, cool. All right, bet. That's our three shot bet. Um, I think that's it. We hit right under right an, hour. an hour, guys. Thank you so much for watching. If you are watching on the Underdog uh, Podcast Network, give them a subscribe. Then go over and uh, check out Between the Pylons on YouTube. Uh, give us a subscribe too. We are doing uh, draft profiles twice a week up until the NFL draft. Uh, we have a lot of draft content that's going to come out. So if you're interested in any of that, please subscribe and check that out. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Peace thank you, out. guys. Seven.